welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week, we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and today I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Laura Shook-Guzwan. Now, last week, we started a two-part series, and we decided we wanted to talk about, I think, this idea that there are a lot of reluctant leaders out there, amazing women who want to have impact and who want to make a difference, but they're reluctant to lead because the old idea of leadership is just outdated. It no longer fits us. It's not driving us. And honestly, we don't want it, right? We don't want it. We want something different. And so we thought today we would dive into part two of the series and talk a little bit deeply about, you know, what is intrinsic leadership? How do we lead coming from a very different place? And Yeah. I mean, our last week was really exciting, Laura. You know, what do you think about diving into again this week? Yes, I am very excited about continuing this conversation. I I had a hard time wrapping it up last time. I mean, I think this is one of those conversations where it pulls together so many threads that you and I are passionate about. You know, so many of the themes that we talk about is really how to step in to the, you know, be a woman in the business arena is to step into our innate leadership, to step into our superpowers, to, to really reclaim what we may have over time, like been conditioned to downplay and no one is benefiting from women not showing up in their full capacity. Yes. And you, you know, that always takes me back into leadership and I've defined leadership before and talked about it in, you know, some uh, many different areas of my work. But I think, you know, one of the really cool definitions I found one day about leadership is it's the capacity to lead. And so, you know, I think this is a really important part of this conversation because intrinsic leadership or the leadership that we're talking about, a very different way to lead, right? Embodied leadership, feminine leadership. It starts with us having capacity to lead. And that capacity is one of the things we struggle. And I think it's one of the reasons we're reluctant leaders because we think, oh my gosh, to lead is going to require us to have even less capacity than we already have now. But this is where I really feel like we need to reframe because really like leadership, true leadership is about creating capacity to lead. And we create capacity to lead by honoring space for ourselves. Yes, because I am only reluctant when I am exhausted. I'm reluctant when I'm over-functioning. I'm reluctant when I feel alone, like nobody's got my back, you know? In an ideal scenario, when I'm actually supported, when I have been sleeping and I have energy and I'm not spread too thin, then it's more than meeting a responsibility. It's pleasure. It's enjoyable. It's making all the the difference in the world. I don't know. It's like, it's a whole nother, it's on the, it's on the pleasure spectrum instead of on the pain spectrum. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, that's what we're really talking about is like the traditional form of leadership for most women. And the reason why we're reluctant is because it is 
on the pain spectrum, right? Like we're, we experience a lot of pain if we step into leadership. It's like less time for ourselves, less capacity, less, you know, more giving, more over-owning, more responsibility. And, and this is what we have to really shift and change is that true leadership is prioritizing your capacity. That's true leadership. It means cutting out all the excess responsibility and the over-owning and the over-delivering and the over-functioning. It's actually letting all of that go and prioritizing capacity in order to lead. Prioritizing capacity in order to lead. Like I'm going to have to come back to that one and put it on my, put a post-it on my mirror. You know, because capacity is something that I speak to, I talk about a lot with my clients because by the time they come into my office seeking mental health support, it's usually a depleted amount of capacity. It wasn't like there was anything ever wrong with them that they couldn't handle the stress, that they didn't, you know, have tools for coping with different dysregulations, anxiety and depression. It just comes down to a place where their capacity is limited because of all the different things that are stacked on. So when we think about honoring our capacity, it's like what usually has to come off of our shoulders and then how do we really build ourselves up from the inside? Like, what do we need? What kind of space do we need? What sort of self-care do we need? What kind of communication do we need to those around us that really get where we're coming from and that want to join us in our efforts? You know, again, it's like collaborative leadership, intrinsic leadership. This is where we get to tap into, I think, our full human capacity to lead. Exactly. And, you know, it starts with a choice, right? And I know we've talked about this a lot in a lot of different sort of frameworks and facets, but, you know, a lot of people come to me because I'm big on helping women create less, right? Like to get more off their plates and have less to do rather than like adding to their to-do list. I think it's really important that we increase capacity and get things off our plates. And so I often get a lot of questions about like, how do we do that? That's not realistic, Sonia. <laughs> like, how do we, how do we do that? I have client demands and I have family demands and I have all these people wanting time from me. Like, how do I do that? Well, you have to choose it, right? Like that's where we have to prioritize ourselves and our capacity and our space and what we need and what aligns with our strengths and our cycles. These are all things we've covered in this podcast. We have to be able to prioritize that in order to be our full selves, in order to live our full potential, and in order to truly lead and make a difference and have impact, right? Like that comes from flipping it around. So what we've been doing most of our lives is prioritizing everyone else's needs. And what we have to do instead is just flip it around. It's only like a perspective shift. It's not really a major thing, but we're so conditioned to serve everyone else first that it becomes this like almost like really hard psychological barrier for us to switch it. But it really is us just choosing ourselves first. Oh, absolutely. And this is a hard one, even though I feel like we have heard the oxygen mask, you know, analogy, we've heard like, you've got to breathe first before you can help anyone else. You've got to do it. But it's a hard one because we've been conditioned, like you said, for so long that it feels wrong. You know, how many women use the the G word guilt? <laughs> it's just like, I feel guilty. I feel bad. I feel like I'm letting down 
um, other people, you know, I can't do that for myself because other people are going to need me. My kids are going to need me. And so it's really an interesting one. I think we have to give ourselves a lot of compassion, first of all, to say, okay, this is not an easy one to let go of, but then have that compassion be that love for ourselves. So if we are going to be a sustainable leader, if we're going to be here for the long haul, as we like to talk about entrepreneurship, it's not a short game, it's the long game. How are we really going to rewrite that narrative? And how are we going to keep putting ourselves first? And I think, I think it's Dr. Patricia Fisher. She speaks on like compassion fatigue and she's done a lot of research in this area. And she's like, we, you know, have to shift the helper paradigm from it's either I help me or I help you to I must help me in order to help you. Like that is the big shift. And many of us are still living like, oh, it's me or you, you know, and ups, you know, don't want to hurt you. So it's going to be me. I'm going down and I'll be fine, but we're not fine. We're not fine anymore. We, We know this like in our, and it could be because we have increasing pressures in this day and time with being plugged in all the time and over just over committing and just more and more in our culture and that toxic glorifying of the grind and the busyness badge that we all think we have to wear, all those things that we see in the entrepreneurial world. And I think in society in general, it is literally killing us. It's taking our bodies down. It's taking our minds. Yes. And, you know, I can hold like two sort of, I don't know, like competing ideas, right? So, so I definitely think that we are conditioned and the patriarchal influences and society and all the ways that disempower us, that absolutely is true. And we consistently disempower ourselves. We consistently don't prioritize ourselves and that's on us. Like we continue to propagate these ideas. We totally serve the patriarchy, right? Like we, we absolutely continue to propagate over and over and over again, the philosophy of the patriarchy. And we are the only ones that can stop doing that by making a choice. And so we have to make a choice to prioritize space. We have to make a choice to prioritize ourselves. We have to make a choice to set boundaries. That's a choice. And we stop the patriarchal influences and the unhealthy ways in which women are suppressed when we stop suppressing ourselves. Yes. And and I really appreciated this point. You made it at the end of the last week's um, episode of just like, how are we perpetuating? Because there comes a point where, yes, you first become aware that, oh, this is conditioning or, oh, this is a systemic flaw and I've just been personalizing it. Okay. That's the first step. But how many of us have taken that step? And then we're just still hanging out there and we're still doing the thing and we're still putting ourselves last and we still don't know how to practice giving ourselves the love that we need in order to lead. And I think I've said this on here before, that is my biggest, one of my biggest lessons. Like if I was to be interviewed about my entrepreneurial journey with my co-working space and I said, what's one of your biggest lessons? I would say that I learned that I can never lead a community with a love that does not include myself. And so many leaders are doing that. We are leading without that love extending to us. We lead because we love our community. We love our members. We love our clients. And we are just love, love, loving on them. And that love is not extending to self-love. And we're not putting ourselves first. And I realized that I was choosing to do that. I was leading this feminine business model 
and still forgetting the power of loving myself, still falling into the guilt of harming what I perceived and I'm doing air quotes, harming my clients or my members. And in actuality, it was harming them by me not stepping in to that self-love and not owning like, oh, this is a leadership that needs to be shared. I am not going to do the old way of just acting like everything is okay and picking up the pieces and taking care of everyone, you know? So there definitely came a point for me where I had to see that I was making that choice to continue in the old way of doing things because it gave me some sense of, oh, right. This is what a leader does. Oh, I'm supposed to just self-sacrifice. Oh, I'm supposed to just take it on. Oh, it's my responsibility. I mean, I am the one that started this business. So if it's struggling, I just got to deal with it. (laughs) It's like, imagine a world where, no, I could just ask for help, ask for help from those people that I am typically leading and providing services to. So I'm really grateful that you bring that up because I think there is a tendency for people to, to start getting that awareness and get really passionate and excited and be like, that's right. Like I need to stop personalizing this. This is a patriarchy. This is the system. But then you've got to make that choice like every day with yourself to be like, but am I still acting as if that's what I believe? Or am I acting as if I'm in this new paradigm? You know, even if it's just a consciousness, it's emerging. Like, am I going forward and being in that space? Yes. There's like so many things I want to say to that. Like everything you said, I'm like, okay, where do I start? Like sometimes I get to this point, I'm like overwhelmed. There's so many ideas to pull from. And I guess one of the things I want to say, and so maybe I won't address all of that, but you know, is that this is this idea of intrinsic leadership, which is something I've been playing with. The the whole idea is that we're leading through being ourselves. We're leading through alignment, right? We're leading by being embodied in who we are. And so it's not as much like this idea of outside leadership. Like I'm not going out to be a leader, right? You are automatically like that. You can also take actions toward being in the public eye or being a thought leader or being a business owner. But leadership is about being yourself, It is about being more and more yourself every single day. It's about grounding yourself into who you are and being embodied, living that way, practicing life that way. That's what leads to leadership. And this is why in a way, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, that kind of seems hard, but in truth, it's what makes leadership so easy. If we're just being more of ourselves, there's no effort. In that, right? If we if we just allow ourselves to be in our natural rhythm, our natural cycle, our natural strengths, we're not trying to transform and be better. We're not trying to be someone else. We're not trying to improve our weaknesses. We're just almost relaxing back into who we are. That's a really different way to see leadership, but it is compelling. When you see someone who is embodied in who they are. It doesn't matter how that is, right? It doesn't matter whether you align with their values, whether you like who they are. When you see them truly aligned with who they are, it's compelling. You want to know who they are. You want to know what they're about. Like there is something that is magnetizing about someone who is truly themselves. And we rarely see women that way. Because A, we've been conditioned to be something else, like over-owning, over-delivering, or in the masculine. 
And we, we haven't been validated for being ourselves. And I think that's like the core kind of wound we're always walking around is that we weren't validated to be ourselves, to be of value, to be good without doing something in service, right? Without almost overcompensating or using our gifts in an even extra way. Like if we weren't overexerting, we weren't validated. Oh, yes. Yes. And this is that whole effort over ease, like effort is more valued. Like, and I would say many of us have just expected like leadership is a reward for our over-functioning. <laughs> like it's something, oh, eventually I'm going to get to be a leader when I have sacrificed all my personal needs, when I'm completely burnt out. <laughs> and, you know, it's like now I'm rewarded. It's that, you know, I think we talked about this in something else, another episode too, about worth, you know, it's just that we tie this sense of our worth, sense of self to this very sacrificial way of being in the world. And that is truly one of the most undermining aspects for women right now is that we have been taught to doubt and to undervalue and to really put um, all of our worth into something we have to earn, something we have to prove instead of just like you said, being in our intrinsic natural state, that is compelling. That is powerful. That's the ease and the simplicity that comes with being aligned. And that's the leadership I want to see in the world. That's the leadership I teach. That's the leadership that I think will change the world is the more we just step back into ourselves. And it's usually a step back because we we're so out of our circle of power. We're so out of ourselves trying to be something else or trying to exert effort or over delivering. So I think actually once we step back into the groundedness of who we are, into the embodiment of who we are, like we naturally lead. And I just think if the whole world did that, we would be in such a different position than we are today. Absolutely. And I, I think I have a working theory that one of the reasons we see a rise in female entrepreneurship is because women are seeing that they can step in to these new ways of being in new ways of leading. And it's like, oh, okay, I may have to, I can't do it over here, but I'm going to create my business and I'm going to do it. The challenge is that what you and I've seen for years with our clients is that they will continue to still act as if they're still in that toxic environment, although they've just given themselves permission to step into a new business. And I mean, even just like, I think that your gift, Sonia, I'm just thinking about how like you've worked with all these women and the construct in the container of their business, but so many of them so many of my clients, right? They're just all yearning to step into their innate leadership style. And they're creating these containers as a way to really fully realize that potential. But yet, oh, what happens when we get stuck still playing the role, still somehow looking in? Because we do, we get insecure, we have doubts and we think, oh, what do I know? And we start looking around us for examples. And so I am just kind of oh, thinking right now how amazing it would be, like you said, to just see more and more of these examples of women stepping into their full innate leadership styles. I would love to see that. I would feel more and more inspired if I can yeah, see that happening around us. 
Yes. And there's very little guidance, right? Like, you know, there are a few people, you know, like me and like you who are illustrating a different way of doing all of this, a different way of being in business. But there is not a lot of examples. Like we lack guidance. And it's so interesting because the trend now is for everyone to give you kind of like a out-of-the-box business piece, right? So it's like, here you go. You want to run a business. Here's your out-of-the-box business blueprint, you know? It's like I heard someone talk about that today. And, you know, there's this idea that we can just learn everything we need to learn and we can just have all of these templates and we can just like create stuff. And the thing is, is that to run our business truly in ourselves means there are no templates. There is no out of the box, right? Little or like straight out of the box business format. It is about listening to yourself. It is about honoring who you are. It is about designing your business to be you, to support you, to lift you up, to allow you to really be exactly who you are, to be the light you are to the world. And so that means we we can't exactly have a blueprint. We are the blueprint. <laughs> and so it requires us to basically learn how to step into who we are and to learn how to be who we are and to learn to carry that through everything we do, including running a business. Yes. And I mean, it's, it's going to be one of those things that like everything that we do as women in the business arena, it's like we're stepping into the leadership arena here in this conversation. And it's, what we do is we move with compassion and we move with a lot of grace. And what we're saying is not to go into this perfectly, but to go in, you know, wholeheartedly and just attempt to, to see what happens when you're curious about where you're holding yourself back. Like, where are you not allowing that feminine nature to come forth? Like, where are you holding back that gift? You know, where are you shining like a little bit less brightly because you're thinking that it's going to have some sort of, it's going to weaken people's, you know, vision of your credibility. It's like just looking with curiosity there and, and being compassionate with, with yourself and then stepping a little brighter, you know, and bringing it forth in whatever way that you can. Cause I do think that it, it can start small changes. And I think even just acknowledging, oh, I'm a reluctant leader right now. Well, that must mean that I'm out of balance. It must mean that there's something here that I want to look at, that I want to shift in order to really step into being more of an embodied, intrinsic, intuitive leader that I know I have the capacity to be. And, you know, this, this framework, this masculine lens that Laura and I talk about a lot, like it's everywhere and it's very subtle. Like we don't always realize how much we're entrenched in it. And whereas the feminine lens is something that's more foreign to us. And so it's, it takes a lot of practice to look through it. It takes a lot of practice to remember who we are. I mean, it's so ridiculous, like, you know, that we have, I mean, it just reminds me, I had a client send me an email the other day because I create a virtual retreat for my clients every month where it's about them dedicating three hours to having space, right? And she was like, it's so ridiculous that I need you to create a structure for me to create space, to remember to create space, right? I feel like that's how it is around the whole feminine lens. Like it's so natural to us 
to be grounded. It's so natural to us to just be ourselves, right? That is just our nature. And yet we we have to constantly remind ourselves to be natural. Like I just I know. <laughs> it's like it is our natural state, but yeah, we have to keep reminding ourselves. Well, and that speaks to just like, you know, the power of uh, of being taken out of that natural state. And, you know, something that the poet, um, Adrian Rich, whom I love, she's written, she's now, um, passed on, but she wrote this book called of woman born. And she talks a lot about her, her experience as a woman and as a mother. And she says, you know, like there's this point of when you look in a mirror and you don't see yourself reflected back, it's a disequilibrium. Like it takes you out of yourself. And that's what's happening when we keep looking to see ourselves in our leaders. When, when young girls and, and women are looking to the leaders in government, when they're looking to the leaders in corporate businesses or in leadership in their communities and um, small businesses, and they don't see this type of intuitive feminine leadership reflected back, then they get this disequilibrium that they have to kind of then live the narrative. It's like, oh, okay, so I have to make sense of something else. And it really does affect our psyches. It affects our sense of self. And so what we're talking about here is, is really acknowledging that this is a big thing that is, that is a big shift that we're all making, but it's also a big shift in the direction of coherence and alignment and congruency and resonance, right? It's all the things that like bring us, it's the opposite of disequilibrium. It is the harmony that comes with being reconnected with our true nature with ourselves. And it's just such a relief. This is why, how I think we can really shift this idea of of leadership, because when we stop looking at it as something we have to be, something we have to work harder to be, something we have to put more effort in, something that requires more responsibility, and we instead address it as this is about getting more into ourselves, right? This is about being more grounded and embodied. This is about being more naturally who we are. Like when I feel that, it's such a relief, right? Like it's such a relief. I'm like, yes, I want to be a leader. Let's do it that way. And it's so easy to get off track because the whole world is pulling you the opposite way. A leader is this, a leader is that, blah, 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 all that traditional masculine framework. And so, you know, we have to be responsible to hold that candle, to hold that flame inside of us that we are choosing a different path of leadership. And that is the path where we can fully be ourselves. That's the world I want to live in. That's the kind of leader I want to be for sure. Yes. And the type of leaders I want my daughter to see as she moves. We both have these young adults and um, they're going to be moving into the world and soon. And I want them to see more examples. And we have that power, like you said, with each of us to make those choices and, and to do so with compassion and grace. And we're here for you. Like this is our journey. And Sonia and I are not saying do all this on your own, like reach out to us, reach out to your community, find the other women that are doing this work. um, So you can find that support that you need. Yes. And, and it does really matter to have community. I know I watch my clients in my group program, like they have each other. They have all this reinforcement that they're not crazy 
for, for being like this. They're not crazy for honoring their feminine. They're not crazy for needing space. They're not crazy for not being as productive as society wants. Like there, we need that validation and we're not going to get it from the mainstream world. So we've got to find our own communities and people who understand and who, who help give us permission to continue to lead in a different way. And it really is a game changer when you've got people in your life like that, that can make that switch for you. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, I think this was a fantastic topic. I'm glad we did two episodes on it and we hope you all have an amazing week and we will see you next week. Building a service business isn't always easy, even if you absolutely love what you do. Sometimes you need someone in your corner with the right mix of wisdom, encouragement, and structure to help you reach the next level. If you love what you've heard on today's show and want to learn more about coaching with me one-on-one, come over to sonyastatman.com or send me an email at sonya at sonyastatman.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.